Hey, everybody. This is Heidi St. John. Thanks for tuning in today. You guys have found me at my little corner of the internet. Today is Friday, February the 18th. And today I've got a very special guest on the show. It's Meet My Friend Friday. And today Rhonda Smith joins me. Stick around. I think you're going to be encouraged. So I'm glad you guys are here today. Thank you so much for tuning in. Rhonda Smith is on the show with me today. I met Rhonda when I was speaking at one of my favorite churches in the whole wide world. A lot of you guys already know that that is Calvary Chapel. Chattanooga, uh, Frank and Sean Ramsier are the pastors of that church there. Wonderful, godly couple who are really making a difference in the culture. And I met Rhonda on my first visit there and got reacquainted again when I was coming down to do their culture and civics night. And Rhonda really has a lot of uh, wealth of information to give to listeners today, which is why I've asked her to come on the show. She is the founder of A Walk With God Ministry. She's a writer and a speaker and a teacher and an exhorter, but she's also a prayer warrior and a woman of faith who knows the highs and lows of walking with God. Rhonda spent five years researching what to eat, what to leave alone, and what to replace on her journey to better her failing health. And now she's called to be an advocate for women as they attempt to do the same thing, body, mind, and spirit. And I'm just excited to have her here. She's got a brand new book out, which we're going to talk about that. uh, And you guys are going to be blessed. Rhonda, welcome to the show. Heidi, thank you so much. It's an honor to be here, truly. Well, you're welcome. So you have you have really just a passion to see women set free in their health and sort of uh, manage it in a way that is the absolute opposite of what we see coming out of the culture right now. And that's why I was so interested in this because for the last you know year at least we keep hearing from you know Father Fauci, the high priest of the Branch Covidians, <laughs> you know it's a mask and a needle. Like health comes with a with a shot, and health comes with a mask, and actually. The opposite of that is true, and this is something I think you can really speak to. I had uh, Mark Sherwood on my show. I've had him on a couple of times. He's currently yeah. running for governor in the uh, beautiful state Oklahoma. of Oklahoma. Yeah. He, his wife is an osteopath, and he's a naturopath, and I see a functional medicine doctor and a naturopath myself, and have really, over the last several years, moved away from what I now call Western medicine, traditional medicine, because we're realizing that it's kind of on its head right now, right? The food pyramid that we learned about when we were in second grade (laughs) is on its head. It's actually backward of how we should be eating. You learned about this stuff uh, several years ago as the Lord sort of brought you to a new place in your life, but it had to have started somewhere. So I would love it if we could just kind of get back to the very beginning of where the Lord, where you were when this journey started, kind of what precipitated these big changes. and, uh, And then we'll get into what listeners can do to take control of their own health. Okay. Yeah. Um, you're exactly right. Um, we all get to that crossroad, I guess. And this is very emotional for me. So I'm going to do my very best not to shed any tears, <laughs> but, um, because it is so personal I am, and I am so passionate for women to be healthy in their body, mind, and spirit. It does evoke a lot of emotion for me. Uh, but if I take you back to the beginning, it would start in about 2014. I had we have a lot in common, as we've both spoken about that a little bit. Um, seven children. I have seven children. Yes, I forgot to say that in your <laughs> yeah. introduction. Right, this is not your normal mom story, right? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. This is like this um, seven children, and I'm a grandma now uh, to two adorable grandchildren. And seven years ago, though, I had. Um, kids in every single age and walk mm-hmm. of life. I had a college student. I had high schooler. I had a middle schooler. I had an elementary student. I had a preschooler. And I had twin 
uh, two-year-olds. So uh. my gamut was swinging all the time. I mean, you, you know this. When you're dealing with the toddlers, that's one thing. And I was nursing still at that time. I uh, have boy-girl twins. So the girl twin was very devoted to nursing. And so she nursed for almost three years. But oh, wow. we were just always swinging. I mean, my college guy would come home, which there's something really special about that firstborn. And so I would be working through some things with him. And then my girls were high school and middle school and, ah, you know, that's a challenging right. season. Hormones. <laughs> and then hormones and the whole yeah. thing. And then, you know, my little guys, I had two little guys as well in, in the middle of that. So I don't, and I was in my late forties also. So there's another little twist to all of this. I wasn't young. I was older dealing with all of this. And I just remember feeling bad, like, mm-hmm. Uh, so as a matter of fact, I, I picked up your book today, um, which is on the shelf of books that I am definitely reading this year, and it just hasn't happened yet. But God in his divine wisdom had me just open this book to page, I think it was like 106. And I was reading your story about having Gad being diagnosed yep. with that. And I'm like, oh, we are so similar. It's shocking <laughs> to me because I talk about that same thing in my book. And um it's just amazing how we're so many of those things go undiagnosed yep. and women struggle. And then yep. if you're a Christian, cue the judgment that we heap yep. on ourselves. Yep. Besides yep. what we're afraid is going to be heaped on us from the church. Like, so we don't talk about it. And I was trapped right. there. I was very trapped there. And so in December of that year, my birthday anniversary and Christmas, obviously all fall in that month in December. And so it's a big month for us. We were also, um, just, we had just a lot of changes happening in our life at that season. And I thought, how do I keep going? Honestly, Mm. like I I just feel so bad in my, I didn't know where to go for help. I Mm. wasn't being um, helped by anyone. I'd had no um, accountability partner in my life or even an older woman in my life. Well, this is so common in the church right now, isn't it? I mean, I hear this story, if I had a nickel for every time I hear this story (laughs) where we should have been paying attention to these, especially these young moms, uh, because it used to be that the grandmothers would step in and the grandmothers would be mentoring, but now the grandmothers are working. Right. And so it's just a completely different, uh, it's a completely different culture and a completely different dynamic. And really in large part, the churches dropped the ball because they didn't step in when these moms went to work. That's right. And, and even today, Heidi, you know this well, the pulpit is weak. We do not have pastors that are speaking truth and helping um, believers navigate this, even this season, this yeah. time in history. And so we're really, we are being shortchanged in the church a hundred percent. And so at that time, I remember going to bed at the end of that month, just thinking, I am, this is just the best it's going to be. I'm going to carry this extra weight. I'm going to feel overwhelmed. I'm raising all seven of these kids and I have a husband obviously, but you know, the mom is carrying the home. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And I just thought I, I would just, this is the best it's going to be. I mean, I've mm-hmm. never walked this exact road before. So maybe this is when you're 46 and you're old and you've got a lot of kids, this is the way you feel. And mm-hmm. that was a defeatist mentality that the enemy was just feeding it to me as fast as he could. And I was just sucking it down as fast as I could. But God, because mm-hmm. in January of 2015, I remember I was having my devotions that morning and I could feel the spirit saying to me, have you considered asking me to help you with this, Mm. with how to be whole in your body, mind, and spirit? And Heidi, I had not. I had never considered at that stage of my life to bring him into something that seemed so insignificant, 
right. trivial, so to speak. It, it isn't. I know that now. But at that point, I did not. And so I, I just confessed it that, no, Father, I haven't brought you in. And he says, well, I'm ready to help you. If you ask me, I will help you. And it set me free. I I started that whole month of January just researching what to eat, what to leave alone. Um, every, basically undoing everything you'd ever been taught. You know, mm-hmm. eat low fat, um, uh, just count yeah, carbs. Yeah, so, so or- go, go, back, go, go back to that because I've done, I've talked about this, you know, almost ad nauseum at least several years ago, just my <laughs> healing journey and a lot, you know, my discovering essential oils and realizing, oh, oh my yes. word, there are better ways to treat uh, so many of the things that, that most of us were struggling with. And the diet was one of those big deals because we were told like the food pyramid, right. And then Mark Sherwood said, is it, is it funny? He said, does it seem odd to you, Heidi, that the food pyramid's a pyramid and pyramids are remind us of Egypt and Egypt reminds us of slavery, you know, (laughs) bondage, (laughs) bondage. And we're sort of in bondage to it. Like we've been taught butter is the enemy. We didn't, Uh, we weren't taught, not taught that sugar was the enemy. Right. But butter, fat was the enemy. Milk was the enemy. You know, what do we need? Carbs and sugar. And it's amazing. Now the government's like, Hey, get your, get your COVID shot. Krispy Krispy (laughs) Kreme will give you free donuts. And that is what's precipitating diabetes and all these other things. Obesity. So it's, yeah, it's backwards. So what were some of the things that like, I'm thinking about all the listeners who are going, man, I wonder if I'm believing something. So like some of the common misconceptions that first come into your mind, what are they? Well, the very first one is sugar. You mentioned that. So my very first chapter of my book is sugar. It's everyone's kryptonite. And that's the title of that chapter. And the reason is because it's literally everywhere. It's literally everywhere. It's in ketchup. It's in ketchup. It's in salad dressing. It's just literally everywhere. And I realized after doing a whole month of research that no wonder we're not successful because we don't even know what we're looking for. So until we can have the education, knowledge is power, right? So when we know what we're looking for, we become good detectives. That's what I teach in the book, how to become a good detective. What am I even looking for? Because I didn't know. You you knew kind of like high fructose corn syrup. So you kind of know that. You don't really know why. You just kind of know maybe. But no one's teaching anybody to read a label. And it takes time to do that. But that's what you learn about in my book. That's what I had to learn to do. Become a good detective, read the label and find out what what is it that I'm looking for. Mm -hmm. And when the list of ingredients is like a mile long, it's like the whole panel of the side of a a box of whatever. Just put it back. Just put it back. It's already, you don't even need to spend the time figuring it out. You just can know it's not good. And that was really, that was what, if that set me free, like I was addicted to sugar. Sugar is more addictive than cocaine and I'm Mm -hmm. not a doctor. So I don't advocate that I'm speaking from a professional um, platform here, but I am a mom and I am concerned and I am a child of God. And I believe that he has given us the roadmap. We just have to open it and read it. And what is that? It's his word. Mm-hmm. And, and I, that was the number one resource and tool that I used when I researched for writing the book was his word, because to me, that is everything. What do you yeah. say about this? And so Daniel, I spent a lot of time in Daniel finding out, well, what did he do? And I'm not an advocate of only water and vegetables. <laughs> I was a Thank big- goodness, because I just got my, <laughs> I just got my very first cow delivered to my freezer. Yay. I am a big proponent of eating meat and drinking dairy. And I back that up with scripture. So, I mean, I know people have some intolerances and allergies and that's a different thing. I just am talking about going to a doctor and he's like putting you on a low fat diet. Well, guess what? There are no low fat cows. So we need to just be aware. Would you like to support American businesses with American products issuing things that are made right here in the United States? 
One place to start is MyPillow. These guys are more than pillows. They have bedding, mattresses, slippers, clothing, all kinds of accessories for your home. And you can get 66% off by going to MyPillow.com and using the promo code Heidi. That's up to 66% off at MyPillow.com. Use the promo code Heidi or call 1-800-447-0541. Well, and just knowing, you know, I mean, a big deal for me was just knowing where the source of my meat was. And that That's finally, right. I, I found a guy out in uh, in my district out here in Washington and he sells, you know, beef cows. And he's like, these cows are raised on the Columbia River. You know, oh, they're, yes. they're eating what's around them. We take care of them. They're slaughtered oh. humanely. So they're not freaked out. Right. And, uh, and boy, I'll tell you, I had my first steak from that oh. cow. Oh boy. It was a different, ex- oh man, it was a different experience. Yeah. It's wonderful. Yeah. And see, we're just, I had someone, um, in my walk, I teach the walk with God classes and I had somebody ask me recently, well, what is your take on the veggie burger? And I went, it's not oh, vegetables. It's not <laughs> soy it's not and all kinds of, other, yeah, it's garbage. Yes, exactly. Yeah. Just really yeah. learning to read labels was huge for me. And then um, I took, and I think it also has to be gradual. You can't eat, metaphorically speaking, the whole elephant in one bite. So mm-hmm. helping women to be set free that they can't change it all today. You didn't right. get where you are yesterday, so you right. can't change it all tomorrow. So we right. have to take this, um, give ourselves some grace, not grace that says, you know, I'm just going to go through Krispy Kreme. The sign was on, the light is on. I feel it's a right. God thing. It says it's hot right <laughs> now. Right. Hot now. And the Lord <laughs> had me drive by right now. So, but she knows it's always on at six o'clock. So she planned it to be there. <laughs> right. Exactly. So, yeah, we, we just have to be good stewards of what God give, gave us. And that yeah. is taking care of our bodies and treating them like a temple. Yeah. And that's what, that's what God says that they are. And I think for so long, we've just ignored that, uh, ignored that reality. It's like, we don't want to talk about it. And so we just pretend it doesn't exist, but there are a lot of people, particularly in Western cultures that our food is over-processed. And while we've, we're just doing the same things, you know, same thing every time we eat and we're expecting a different result. And the truth is, uh, the way that we're eating is killing us in many That's respects, right? right? That's right. So you well, started making some changes. What what did you do? So in January of 2015, all I did was research. That was what God called me to do. Just learn, investigate, and write it down. And so that's what I did. And then in February, I just started with sugar. I started um, reading the labels and avoiding sugar. And then I went to wheat. And what do I need to know about wheat? Well, wheat is in the Bible, Lord, so now I'm confused. But then it's not the same wheat today as it was back in Jerusalem. (laughs) So, Mm -hmm. you know, just learning about that. And then in March of 2015, I added exercise. And so just started walking. That was, I wasn't going to kill myself because I'm not drawn to exercise naturally, but exercise, I had to make it about what I did enjoy, which is being with the Lord. So Mm -hmm. it became my prayer altar in motion. So it just, I would set an appointment every day of the week to meet with the Lord at a certain time in the morning. I also am very motivated by something cute. So I got myself a new pair of socks and a new little um, exercise top and (laughs) threw on some of my old shorts. And, you know, that was like my uniform. That was what was part of that season of my life. And I would put that on in the morning. As soon as I got out of bed, would talk to the Lord, put on my uniform and then set my appointment was set. And I knew God wasn't going to break it. So I didn't want to break it either. But because I mentally made that an appointment with him, I didn't Mm want to not show up. So that forced me out on days when it was too hot or too cold or the wind was blowing or, you know, all the things we make excuses for why we're not going to do it. 
But Heidi, what he did on those walks was just start setting me free. I was living Mm. in bondage. Even, you know, some of the worst sins I've created have been since I've been a Christian. Mm -hmm. And so, but then the enemy keeps us trapped there and he keeps stamping guilt, shame, guilt, shame on our foreheads. And Mm -hmm. I was a victim of that willingly and unwillingly, I guess. Um, But God just started saying, hey, I want us to talk about this. And I'd be Mm. like, oh, hey, (laughs) we cannot talk about that. I put her way down at the bottom and closed that door. So God, we can't talk about that. Some days we would walk for two hours and he would just gently start tilling that soil. Like, I want to set you free. You Mm. have to give this to me. And a lot of it was around unforgiveness. Mm -hmm. Sometimes, and this is a a trap the enemy set for me. He would remind me of this offense and would say, this is the only justification you have for this, Rhonda. The enemy would tell me that. You, you, you are justified in holding this unforgiveness because you can never, they're never going to tell you they're sorry. So you hold on to that. And I yep. would. And so I was trapped there and God was trying to say, let it go. And the enemy was saying, never let it go. And I was in a tug of war and I just had to finally just say, okay, God, you can have it and mm-hmm. give it to him one little thing at a time. And um, at, by about May of that same year, my friends started noticing, like, I, it was never about losing the weight. I was not getting on a scale. I was not weighing myself. Yeah, I yeah. Was, I think I think the scale does more harm than good. Absolutely. It, yeah. People are, live by that number, and it's just mm-hmm. so discouraging. And so, Especially me, if you're a woman. That's right. I mean, you're, right. I mean, you're, our yeah. bodies do the weirdest things, you know. Yes, they're up and they're down depending <laughs> on the time down. of the month and stress right. and all this crazy stuff. So I, I yeah. really believe that your body is going to tell you the truth. So yeah. she's going to tell you how you feel if you're doing the right thing, if you did eat those donuts or whatever. She's going to tell you how you feel. So mm-hmm. don't you don't need the scale to do that dirty work. So uh, for me, friends were like, hey, what are you doing? I can tell you, you look happier, healthier. You look like you lost some weight. And then they started asking for help. Well, as a mom of seven, I'm like, there were, I can remember there's about eight friends who would just bump into me at church or at school when we'd have a function because at that season I didn't homeschool yet. And um, I was like, there's no way I can help you, I just don't even know what I'm doing, to be quite honest. I'm just listening (laughs) to the Lord and applying these truths in my life. And it is working. Um, But God was starting to till the soil of my heart to start a ministry, but it wasn't called a ministry yet. It was just an accountability group. And one day on a walk in my neighborhood, I was walking, my neighbor asked if she could join me. And I said, well, sure, of course. And I was sharing this with her, like, the Lord is laying this on my heart. What do you think? She was like, absolutely. Call it a walk with God and I'm going to join. And I'm like, whoa, okay. I love it. (laughs) So we did. And in September of that same year, um, I decided to do it collectively instead of one-on-one. And we just, I said, okay, I'm going to meet at the park at eight o'clock on a Saturday morning and I'll teach you what I know. And I had eight women who showed up on Saturday morning at eight o'clock and I gave them a healthy living tip. Well, first we read a devotion. It was this little, um, I don't know if you've ever read Nancy Guthrie, but I, this is like my favorite (laughs) little devotional. I have used it for years. I would take this little devotional with me, Heidi, and I would, whatever was that date, there was yep. nothing. There was nothing magical about this. I would just read I it. I love 365 devotion. I just finished one, so yeah. it's coming out. I don't know. It's coming out. Uh, thanks to COVID, they're having to delay uh, the 
the release of the book because they're having trouble getting printers and cargo ships and all the things anyway. But I've just finished a 365 devotional. I love them. Cause you know yeah, what, yeah. you know, it's not like, it's not like you're throwing the dice out there, but there's days I just, I'll pick up. Mine is actually New Morning Mercies by Paul David Tripp. It's probably my I favorite devotional. I love it. it. Mine is falling apart. I can't even keep yeah, it out I anymore. Yeah, I love it. It's falling apart. Yeah, it's not real, not real flowery, which is good. That's kind of my style, but just hard hitting, you know, and I'm always yeah. like, okay, thank you, Lord. I needed that. And it might be like, I know that there's a date of something important coming and it's all pick that date and that devotional, yeah. look it up and just see. And I'm amazed how the Lord uses it. Kind of amazing. Oh. It's wonderful how he does that. Just like today, me opening up your book on page 106, it was literally, it was a divine appointment. I just opened it up and the exact things I was reading are another connection for you and I that I'm like, oh my goodness, I didn't even know that about her. And so it's just neat. God has, he's in all of the things, all the he details. Is. All you know? the things he is in all the things. <laughs> so wonderful. you, uh, so you have a book. Uh, we've only got about two minutes left, so I want to be sure that we get this stuff in there. So yeah. Uh, it, this, it's a book, right? It's a devotional. It's yeah. a, it's a journal. Tell, tell listeners a little bit about it and then we're going to figure out where we can get it. Okay. So the book became a part of the next stage when, um, the story is in the book actually, because there's a lot more to this story that we probably aren't going to get to. But, uh, when I finally surrendered to writing the book, um, it was, not without God dragging me across the finish right. line. <laughs> yep, yep. And it took me five hard, long years of, yep. of writing this. So it's now a completed work. It's meant to be something you can certainly do on your own, but it's best if you have accountability with uh, at least one other woman or what I really, my heart, my vision is for women to pick it up and start a group and mm. they would just study along together. It's 14 weeks. You learn everything about food, rest, stress. I share my emotional journey to healing with anxiety using oils instead mm-hmm. of medicine and et cetera, I, which I don't want to talk too much because I know you're, we're almost out of time, but it's, it's a wonderful I love that though. I think the message is, and this is what I, I'm so excited about what God's doing in your life. The message for these moms is that there's hope. Absolutely. Like you don't have to stay overweight. You don't have to. And also we realize, you know, um, being a healthy weight doesn't mean that you're a size six. It Correct. doesn't mean that you're, we're not going for this, you know, super thin, you know, look at us where we've got our 16 year old bodies back again. Cause we ain't never going to get them back. That's right. Uh, it's just eating healthy and realizing that your energy level is affected by it. And so many women today and men too, there are a lot of men I know listening to this, but so many of us today, we're turning to things that at the end of the day, they might bring a momentary relief, whether it's drugs or alcohol or whatever it is, but it's not lasting. And right. God's ways are lasting. Right. And I, you know, I've had many, in fact, Melissa is coming on the show with me next week and we're going to be talking about essential oils. I do it about once every six weeks or oh, six wow. months. And I just give, you know, little tutorials and talk about the things that have helped me. And uh, it really does work. It turns out God's ways really are the best ways. And that's I think right. that's what, when I first met you and you told me about what you're doing, that was kind of my takeaway. It's God's ways really are the best ways. Um, exactly and his right. ways are not our ways. They're better. And I I love that that's what you're focusing on. Where can people find you and uh, get a hold of this book? Well, right now it's available on the website, awalkwithgod.net. And we haven't decided if we're going to release it to other platforms. We probably will. But right now, I just love the idea of knowing kind of where the book is going, what parts of the country. 
Um, and so, and I can fulfill the orders right here out of my house. So I can, you know, write a note and wrap them up and, you know, make a little special. Who knows after this podcast, we might have to release it to other platforms. (laughs) Maybe (laughs) We'll see what God has in store, but I'm happy to just right now uh, be in Chattanooga and just love on women, walk alongside of them on this side of heaven to encourage them to be really preparing for the next step. I is- just love Chattanooga. I love that you're there. I love all things. You know, I told you we used to live in Signal Mountain know, or on yeah. Signal Mountain yeah. for a little while. So it's beautiful, beautiful part of the country. And God's doing an amazing thing there. And you are he part really of what is. the Lord is doing. So I love it. Uh, I love your heart. I know that God is just so pleased to see these mamas, you know, uh, stepping out of um, you know, cause your kids are, you know, when they, when they're starting to grow up, a lot of the moms are like, what do I do now? What do I do now? Right. And I'm always telling moms, keep your eye on the next season because yeah. God's tilling the soil of your heart right now for the next season. And I love, I love what God's doing uh, yes. with you. The grandparent gig is amazing. I'm about ready to have my grandbaby number four. So oh, wow. we're pretty excited about that. Yeah. They call me Mamsie. You know, Aww. they say, Mamsie, can I have a cookie? Okay. <laughs> no. Can oh, we stay up late and watch a movie? Okay. <laughs> you know. Oh, I'm a nanny. And so uh, my little granddaughter just loves her nanny. I mean, like, I don't I'm like shocked how much she loves her nanny. I guess it's just that bond oh, that God just a, does. I don't know. There's a precious, precious bond, I think, between children and their grandparents and uh, I, this is why, you know, the Bible says that grandchildren are a crown, you know, to yes. the aged and, and uh, there's a reason for that. So it's such a precious, beautiful thing. Yeah. Well, so we should encourage been... the young moms to hang in there because at the oh, end of that, you get grandchildren. That's right. That's right. <laughs> that's right. I used to tell people, I love, I'm loving the, the grandma gig. It's all of the newborn and none of the night shift. It's that's just, right. you know, <laughs> unless if, unless if it's in your schedule and you can do it. That's and right. And then it's, a, and then you've blessed somebody. So that's right. And That's it's exciting. fun to have them over. I tell my husband when I when we crawl into bed after they've been here, wow, I was glad to see her come, but I wasn't sad to see her go. <laughs> <laughs> it's exhausting. You it's realize exhausting. It's for a season and that's, and there's a grace over it. That's for sure. Well, Rhonda Smith, it's been a joy to have you here. One more time. What's the website where people can find you? It's a walk with God, no spaces, a walk with God.net. Awesome. Well, I wish you the very best. Stay in touch and uh, we'll do it again. Maybe we can hit some specific topics sometime and we'll, uh, we'll do it again. Thank you. I'd love that, Heidi. You're welcome. For right. more information on my guest today, you can go to HeidiStJohn.com and scroll down to the show notes and I will link back to awalkwithgod.net and all things related to today's podcast. Have a great weekend, everybody, and I will see you back here in just a few days at the intersection of faith and culture. For more encouragement, visit me online at momstronginternational.com.